Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. That gives me an idea. Bad guy in a little coat. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am GamerDude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. We are in the middle of what I call the null week of the year. That week between Christmas and New Year's. I know a lot of us like to pretend stuff gets done during that week. And I know a lot of stuff does get done during that week. But in most jobs that I've had, most places that I've worked, that week between Christmas and New Year's, that's a nothing week. Nothing gets done. People are always putting it off to the end of the year. And then they say, ah, we'll put it off till next week. We'll start the year fresh with this. Only if you're trying to get something that has to be registered or completed or finished or otherwise resolved by the end of the year and you've put it off to the last possible minute, does anything ever really get done during this last week of the year? It was just always that way. I expect it'll always be that way. One of the other things that always takes place this week, and we've talked about this, it's the annual making of the resolutions. The end of the year is always a good time for making resolutions, and I'm going to talk about resolutions today because it's the end of the year and it's time to make them, right? I know that's kind of a tautology. We make resolutions at the end of the year because it's the end of the year, and so as a result, we make resolutions because it's the end of the year. We can keep going in that circle over and over, can't we? But yeah, that's what we're talking about today, resolutions. I actually started looking up the kind of resolutions people make as I was preparing today's episode, and I came across something new. And it's kind of something new that's crept into the field of business. I only learned about it because one of my relatives was asked to prepare a SMART goal or a series of SMART goals for the year. And I got to be honest with you, I had no idea what a SMART goal was. What the hell is a SMART goal? Now, you may have heard of this. I hadn't heard of it until recently, and I had to look it up. It's one of those management things that corporations come up with every five or ten years to make the system work better, to make employees more efficient, to connect better with their workers, to get the most out of their resources. I don't know. Pick your euphemism. They come up with these acronyms and they develop these management styles or these management tools or these management goals in the hope of improving the way things are done or in the hope of improving the way workers work. One of the big ones from years ago, and I think I mentioned this, is TQM, Total Quality Management. That's actually something that drove my dad into retirement many years ago. But I'll explain that another time. I'm getting off the track here. I wanted to talk about SMART goals because that's the latest acronym that business has come up with. And SMART goals have actually been connected to your New Year's resolutions. I saw an article advocating making your resolutions SMART goals. And I said, really? That's the way we're going now? Now, I know you're aching to know what the hell is a SMART goal. Well, a SMART goal, according to the latest business manifestos, is a goal that is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely, or time-bound. S-M-A-R-T, SMART. They want you to make goals for yourself that are more easy to achieve by putting specific names and periods of time to get them done in. I mean, if you think about it, a SMART goal is really just any goal. It's just part of the goal-making process. If you set goals for yourself and you're a halfway reasonable person, you know that you're going to have to achieve that goal in small steps, and you're going to have to take measurable steps to get there. But I'm going to explain it to you the way it was explained to me in these articles that I read. And to me, it's kind of stating the obvious, but maybe you'll look at it different than I do. So suppose your goal is getting fit. 
and we'll call that your resolution for the year. I'm going to get fit. Well, according to people who advocate SMART goals, that's a bad goal. That's a bad resolution. It's too vague. You can't just set a goal to get fit. You'll never do it. As an aside, I disagree with that premise entirely, because if you set a goal to get fit, what any normal person is going to do is going to take that goal and break it down into the little parts that you need to complete in order to get fit. I mean, that's what I've done. That's what anybody I've ever known who has set that as a goal has ever done. I'm going to get fit, and here's how I do it. I mean, the goal is getting fit. That's your main goal. That's your main resolution. There's nothing inherently bad or good about that as your goal. You just have to take the next step. But the advocates of the SMART goal say that's not good enough. You have to have a specific goal. It has to be specific enough that you can state it in a sentence. Like, I'm going to train for a marathon. Okay, I mean, that's a great goal to have. And that'll definitely get you fit. But training for a marathon and getting fit aren't the same thing. What if your specific goal is to run every day? That's too vague, according to the SMART goal advocates. You have to have a specific purpose for running daily. And by the way, you don't ever want to run daily. Not when you're first starting out. Three times a week. I've talked about this. You don't want your SMART goal or your resolution or whatever it is. You don't want it to overwhelm you when you make it. Your goal is to get fit. I'm going to start slow. I'm going to start reasonable. I'm going to run three times a week. See, that's kind of specific. But let's play along. Let's play along with their SMART goal and say, I'm going to train for a marathon. It also has to be measurable. Well, how are you going to measure that? All right, I'm going to use my pedometer or I'm going to use my phone app and I'm going to track my progress every single day and I'm not going to miss a day. Okay, I guess that's that's measurable enough, right? You log in every day, even though you probably aren't going to every day. You got to be realistic in your expectations of yourself. But okay, that's measurable. Achievable. That's the next one. You've got to have an achievable goal. Well, you know, getting fit is achievable. You don't have to be any more specific than getting fit. But okay, running the marathon, you want to run the marathon this year? That's achievable too. I don't have anything wrong with the goal being achievable. It's just that's the nature of what the goal is to achieve it. But okay, relevant. The goal has to be relevant. Relevant? Well, it's relevant because I want to do it. I mean, the SMART goal is it's relevant because I want to become a fit, healthy person. I want to live my life to the fullest. That's why it's relevant. Well, you know, I'm making the goal because I want to do it. I mean, that's relevant. I'm doing it because I want to do it. We're kind of shoehorning this goal in, right? We have to match up with the acronym. Our goal has to be relevant because we have an R in the word SMART. See, this is where this gets kind of silly to me. We have an acronym, so we have to make up words and phrases to make the goal fit into this acronym. So our goal is relevant. Of course it's relevant. I wanted to do it. It's relevant. And T for timely or time-bound, meaning you've got to get it done within a specific amount of time. Well, uh, I guess so. I guess your goal can be time-bound. You want to run the New York Marathon in October? I think that's when they run it. You want to run it in October? That makes sense. It's a time-bound goal. But getting fit, it doesn't have to be time-bound. If you just want to get in good shape, if you want to make running a daily habit, you don't need to have a goal that's time-bound to make it work. You just set the goal for yourself and just do it. But the people who come up with the acronym SMART, they need you to have it time-bound. Otherwise, their acronym doesn't work. And by the way, if your goal is getting fit, why do you need a specific goal of training for the marathon? Because once the marathon is over, what's going to keep you motivated to train? Okay, you've achieved your goal. Now what? If your goal is less specific, if your goal is, I want to be a daily runner, 
Isn't that a better goal and more of a lifelong thing? That's just me spitballing. What the hell do I know? I saw another example of smart goals planning a personal project. And call it your smart goal, call it your resolution, whatever you want to call it. You're planning a personal project. Let's say your personal project is, I want to write a book. That's my goal. Well, according to the smart goal people, wanting to write a book, planning on writing a book, it's too weak. That's not a good strong goal. It's not a good smart goal. It's too vague. I don't know. Writing a book is kind of specific to me. I've got an idea. I've got an outline. I'm going to get this book done. That seems pretty specific, but okay. I'm going to write a book is too vague. Now, it has to be specific. I'm going to write a 50,000 word mystery. There's your specific goal. I mean, okay. But you know, having written a book, I can tell you, you do have to have kind of a word count in mind and you do have to have a genre in mind. But that's not how you start out writing your book. It's as long as it turns out to be. It's nice to have kind of a range that you're shooting for, but locking yourself into a 50,000 word mystery. Yeah, okay. I guess I see it. But if it turns out to be 100,000 words and you're still not done, but it's an epic mystery that needs 125,000 words, why would you stop at 50,000 words? It's got to be measurable to be a smart goal, right? So I'm going to do my 50,000 words. I'm going to do that in five months, 10,000 words a month. Okay, there's my goal, measured. We've got to make that achievable. Okay, so 10,000 words a month. Let's see, 2,500 words a week, if my math is correct. I can certainly do 2,500 words a week, right? Maybe. If you've never sat down to try to write before, sometimes you can. And sometimes you can't. Especially if you have a day job. When I wrote up my book, I had a day job, and I got the writing done when I got the writing done. Oftentimes it was in the evening, sometimes it was on the weekends, sometimes it was early in the morning. Some days I didn't have time to write. Was the 2,500 words a week achievable? (sighs) Not really, because of the demands of my day job. But I still got it done, because I wanted to. That's the point. I wanted to get it done. Now, how is writing the book relevant? I want to get that book done. It has to be relevant to be a smart goal. Well, I was writing a mystery novel based on a TV show that I liked while I was doing my day job as a lawyer. Well, how is that relevant to anything? It was relevant to the fact that I wanted to write the book. That was what was relevant. You can't make writing a book relevant necessarily to what you're doing with your life, especially if you're doing it on the side or as a hobby. Yeah, you wanted to be a professional writer since you were 12, but is that relevant to what I'm doing right now? No. My dream as a 12-year-old has no bearing on what I'm doing as a full-grown adult. It may play in the back of my head, oh yeah, I'm writing just like I always wanted to. But it's not a relevant goal, it's just part of who I am. And time-bound, timely, a timely goal. I want to get my 50,000-word book done in five months. Well, if I can But say the demands of my day job take up a little too much time during month four. What's going to happen to my timeliness? If I don't get it done in five months, have I ruined the goal? Is the goal no longer achievable? Is the goal no longer worthwhile? I mean, shouldn't a goal be adaptable? Shouldn't you be able to move it around a little to meet the needs and demands of your life? I would think so, right? Isn't that a more relevant, a more appropriate goal? To set a goal for yourself that you can fit into your life? I mention all of this now because we are at that point in the year where we make our resolutions, where we think of making changes in our life. Why do we do that at the end of the year? We've talked about this. At the end of the year, it's the time where you're going to finish up the old year, get rid of all those bad habits, start the new year with a clean slate. It's that mentality that we have. It's a brand new year. Just like we start the day sometimes. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new week. We're going to start things new. And we always like to talk a good game about doing that. 
We're not always good about following through on that. We try. Our intentions are good. We do want to make our lives better. We want to stop smoking. We want to get fit. We want to lose weight. We want to write that book. We want to run that marathon. But a lot of times to do that, we have to change the way our lives are. We set this time of year to affect those changes, or at least try to affect those changes. At the very least, list the changes that we'd like to make. We do that because we're thinking of changing our lives at the beginning of a new year. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I'm going to tell you why these resolutions often fail. And it's not because we don't have smart goals. It's not because we don't want to make the changes. There are three main reasons why these resolutions, why these changes, why these goals are so difficult to meet. I've learned this throughout my life. I've seen it time and time again. And so I'm going to share them with you. Maybe they'll help you meet your goals, or maybe they'll help you understand why you can't meet your goals. Recognizing what the problem is, is sometimes the best way to solve the problem. Whether you want to get fit, or write that book, or run that marathon, maybe these three observations, rules, guidelines, maybe they'll help you. Number one, change is hard. We as human beings, we don't like to change. We get set into a groove, we get our routines down, we have our lives where we like them, or even if we don't have our lives where we like them, we don't like to make changes because we don't like to upset the apple cart. We don't like to go through the process of learning something new. We don't want to find a new bus route. We don't want to find a new commute route. Have you ever had to drive to work and find that your usual way is blocked by a detour, whether it's due to an accident or road construction or whatever it is? Your normal route to work is blocked for the next month? It makes you crazy, doesn't it? And that's not even a major change. That's a little blip on the radar of changes. But we hate that. We don't want to have to change our commute to work. So when we set a goal for ourselves, whether it's a smart goal or a dumb goal, when we set a goal for ourselves to get fit or write that book, that's going to entail change. We're going to have to do different things in our lives to make that happen. We're going to have to set time aside to work or time aside to run or time aside to sit on the rowing machine, whatever it is. It doesn't sound like it's going to be hard. Oh yeah, 20 minutes on the rowing machine in the morning. I can do that. Except in order to do that, you've got to create that 20 minutes from somewhere. Are you going to get up 20 minutes earlier? Are you going to cut out your breakfast? You're going to have to change something to get that 20 minutes in for the bike, or the rower, or the run. Making that change is hard. It really is. We don't like to make those changes, which is why a lot of goals fail right at the outset, because we don't want to make the change. The number two guideline, observation, reason, whatever you want to call it, we make excuses. We make excuses because change is hard. Rather than get up 20 minutes earlier, rather than cut out breakfast in the morning, we'll make an excuse. Oh, I need that extra 20 minutes of sleep. I gotta have my breakfast. The excuse makes it easy not to put into effect the change that we need to do in order to accomplish our goal. We make excuses because change is hard. It's much easier to hit the snooze button or to ignore the alarm when it goes off 20 minutes earlier and make the excuse, I need that 20 minutes of sleep. I'm just not going to be good without it. Because change is hard. The number three observation, guideline, rule, we're afraid. We're afraid to make the changes which is why we make the excuses. And why are we afraid? We're afraid we won't get fit. We're afraid we won't complete the book. We're afraid we won't complete the marathon training. Whatever the goal is that we've set for ourselves, we're afraid of failure. We've had this goal in our minds, whether it's writing the book, getting fit, losing 50 pounds, whatever it is, we're afraid of failure. 
And so we make excuses so that we don't have to deal with the changes that we have to put into place to achieve the goal. So how do we combat this? How do we combat the fact that change is hard, we make excuses to avoid it, and we're afraid of the results? How do we combat it? What it all comes down to is a question of desire. Do you really want to get it done? Do you really want to run that marathon? Do you really want to write that book? You have to find it in yourself to answer that question, yes, I do. No smart goal is going to make you say yes to that. There's no specific thing that you can do to make you say yes to that, except find it in yourself to decide this is what I want to do. Whether it's the ambiguous get fit goal or the specific run a marathon goal, you don't need the specifics. You just need to find it in yourself to start yourself moving in the direction of completing the goal. You don't have to write 2,500 words this week. Sit down and write 100 words today. You don't have to run a marathon this month. Run a half a mile today. Take the first step. See how that works for you. If 100 words today works, do 200 tomorrow. If 200 works, shoot for three the next day. If three doesn't work, stay with two. Same with running. Run a half a mile today. Run a half a mile tomorrow. Take a day off. Take two days off. Run a half mile after that. If that works, you've got a schedule. If you feel like you can do a little more, do a little more. If you can't quite do a half a mile, do a quarter of a mile. It's something. And this applies to whatever goal that you have for yourself. A little bit of progress is better than no progress at all. You don't need to make it a smart goal. You don't need a cheat sheet. You don't need to follow anything except what works inside of you. You just have to be willing inside your heart and inside your head to take the steps necessary to make your goals a reality. And you can do it. I know you can. As we finish up another year's worth of episodes, I once again want to thank you so much for all of your support. We've done a lot of episodes here. I've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys. And just the fact that so many of you have listened, so many of you have taken the time to send me messages and to comment on the episodes, it just means the world to me. And I'm so glad that I've been able to touch you at least a little bit over the course of the five years we've been doing the podcast. Don't worry, we are going into Season 6. We have a Season 6 mapped out. We're going to continue with the stories. We're going to continue with the memories. We're going to continue talking about music and movies. Through it all, I hope you know how much I appreciate your support and how much I appreciate the time that you've spent here. And I hope you'll continue to spend your time here because I truly enjoy sharing these stories with you. Hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I hope the new year has nothing but wonderful blessings for you and yours. That, my friends, is going to do it for Season 5 of Storytime with Gamer Dude. But we'll be back again next week with the beginning of Season 6. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of things. I truly do appreciate all of the time that you spend here. And thank you for listening to these episodes. You guys take care of yourselves. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.